In a world where Bike Messenger is a stepping stone to NASCAR and runway models rob banks, Queen Latifah will teach Officer Jimmy Fallon how to drive and how to be a cop. Sing, sing along to it. Oh, I know I'm missing. Oh, come on, sing. Sing the song. I love to stand That's happy. And never last in love. Yes, I will now. Hundreds of movies are released every year. Some are good, some are great, and many of them are really, really bad. We seek out those rare gems that are so exceptionally bad, they're actually good. At least when you watch them with friends. Sit back and laugh with us as we sift through the garbage. We'll share our completely unqualified reviews of some of the worst films of our lifetimes as we search for those few that are exceptionally bad. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, welcome back, everybody. Um, another thrilling episode of Exceptionally Bad. How's everyone doing? Good. Doing well. Good to be here. I was doing okay. <laughs> oh, you know what? We can I, talk I, about I, that in a you minute. You know, I, I, I gotta fix this. Like, I gotta fix this real quick. Welcome to Exceptionally Bad. I'm Nate. I'm Ben. I'm Brant. I'm Bracken. And I'm got... Danny. Uh, so, uh, how's everyone doing? Brant said he was doing good, but uh, anything new and exciting going on in everyone's lives since last time we met? Uh, we just had a root beer tasting contest. High Taste stakes. It, not, not really contest, but... Uh, taste test we just tasted a bunch of different root beers and kind of uh my kids and my whole family basically a blind one blind taste test we just kind of ranked them based off of what we liked so how many different kinds of root beer did you do we tasted 14 whoa yeah okay i didn't know there were that many kinds yeah right <laughs> i think that was just a tiny fraction of the number of kinds can, there are can we talk just a minute yeah though, about your statistical analysis <laughs> that sheet that you pulled out <laughs> Like scatter plots. He's got, bar he's got a line graph. He's got like. That's what I want. This was come on. This was science, and he's got yeah. like Look, Excel grid at the top. We, we talked about last episode how my dad is a scientist yeah. and science fair projects. It just you know it's in my blood. There's data. There's algorithms. There's variables, there's variables yeah. and algor- yeah. algorithms. Yeah. yeah. You know. So it's with a couple extra parameters, we could turn this into just a really successful successful app. Computer Is there enough venture? here for yeah. an app? <laughs> I got a book light over here. I'm going to put some duct tape on the back of my laptop just to get ready for all the data entry. Yeah, we wrote down. I mean, we have tons of stats. We wrote it all down and charted it out so we could see. Everybody always asks us which one was their favorite, and I don't know if I should say. You think it's okay to say? Uh, we are not sponsored by this root beer brand. Go yeah. ahead. So, uh, the best average one that we liked was Barks, which kind of blows my mind because I don't like Barks, but it was my number one pick in the blind taste test. Dude, we almost had a sponsor. You blew it. <laughs> I had A&W all lined up. Seriously. Here you go. You're at the one yard line. Anyone but Barks, if you want to sponsor us. Man, I no. was on the phone with Bundaberg today. Oh, man. Yeah, right. And oh, that, my gosh. That was the bottom of your rankings. That's right. Bundaberg was absolutely the worst flavor that we tasted. 
um, Nate pointed out, it's not like a normal root beer, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I used to be a resident of Australia, and it yeah. was not a an Australian thing. You could get sarsaparilla. Bundaberg, uh, I think, is more well known for their ginger beer. Um, okay. Which I, I've never actually had it. Uh, I'm a the ginger beer. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to ginger ale, I'm either Schweppes or. Um, you don't like the the really intense ginger beer. You know, I got strung out one time. <laughs> He's got a his five year chip. Yeah, I've got my got my five year ginger beer chip. Uh, no, so yeah, I just when I lived there, root beer wasn't really a thing. You could sometimes get to Barks or Dads, okay, uh, occasionally, but it yeah. was yeah. So so it's funny that an Australian brand would would come out with root beer right and if you look at if you were to look at the ingredients it has like licorice root and it has nope. ginger in it nope so it's it's not like a pure root beer. i swear it also has vinegar in it that's what it tastes like it's got beer in it and so <laughs> <laughs> that's why your kids are kind of plowed right and, uh... <laughs> look i'm not kidding we we double checked the thing because we're like wait a second is there alcohol in this thing which there is not but uh, we're like, this is kind of, this really hints of it. Would it have been better with an alcoholic buzz to drink, <laughs> to take the edge not off? In the, not in the quantity we were able to drink. Okay. Did yeah. it have an expiration date? <laughs> right. That's a good point. I should check <laughs> that. Ship Some it of these root beers are really hard to get. That's Sometimes right. they're on the shelf a long time. <laughs> <laughs> they're aging. And it came it all way. the way from Australia. So what were your top boat. three or four since you um, had like 14? I'm so, curious. I mean, once again, to be fair, 14 is actually a small sample, but of the ones that we tried, uh, our top one was Barks. The second one was um, the generic uh, grocery store brand. And yeah. uh, number three was River City, which... Uh, Never heard of it. So it's funny. I, I grew I up in... Sacramento. Yes, Sacramento, that's right. It came from Sacramento. It's funny, though, because I I grew up in Kentucky, in Louisville, Kentucky, which is also called the River City, and I imagine just about every city on a river calls themselves River City. So I was like, which River City? But it was Sacramento in the this case. River City. The well, River City. Well, it's because of the right. River Cats. Oh, well, minor league baseball thing. I, don't, uh, I have no idea. I didn't even know it was from Sacramento. I was making a joke, which <laughs> fell flat, which... <laughs> Listeners, remember that for later. Um, <laughs> some other, let's see, number four was Red Arrow, and number five was Abita. All of those were really good. Is that right. like Argentinian? Didn't, like Evita? Madonna? <laughs> right. In that movie? So, Not, <laughs> I did a root beer Abita. test with my family mm-hmm. maybe a year, or, well, probably two years ago now. Uh-huh. And uh, we had only done like five. I did like Barks, A&W. Right. Um, IBC, Mug. Mug, Dads, and honestly, and I, and I probably did one other one. I thought I did five. Maybe that was Henry Weinhardt, probably because it's always right next uh, to the IBC. I don't know. It was really hard to find all of those those yeah. root beers. I had to go to like yeah, I had to I go to two different, actually three different stores to get the root beer, even the normal tr- ones. I had to track down the IBC and the in the bottles. Yep. and then uh, that was like it. The I don't know what's it called the more drink or what's, what's Bevmo? It? Bevmo. it was Bevmo. Bevmo. I had to go find it there. And I had to order one. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, they've got all the well, different yeah, sodas. Everything. Yeah, and, fine. uh, it was hard to track down I've all these different root beers, from but there. 
I, I know we really liked AMW. Um, yeah. But yeah. Did you guys have Shasta? We I didn't find Shasta. No. What? That's I a Bay Area company. Yeah. I well, I didn't it. see it in any Walmart. store I went to. It's, Walmart. It's hard uh, to find. Sam's Club. I live in the Bay Area. Do you know how far away Walmart is? Yeah. It's in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not that far. Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Costco? You would have yeah, to right. find a metric ton of Shasta root beer for your but sample. I bought a 55-gallon drum of Shasta at Costco. It's just syrup, though. I, I was surprised at how different they taste when you're yes. actually blind tasting them. You know, you're thinking, I kept thinking, I'm going to love Mug the most. Mm-hmm. I'm going to love it. Or maybe Dad's. Right. And Dad's was, like, at the bottom. Like, yeah. we were just, like, well, blown away at how weird some of the aftertaste the or middle are, taste yeah. or... Just they had all these different kind of flavors that were, I don't know normally notice, but yeah. it was pretty. Dad's has a lot of the like root beer, classic root beer flavor in it. Yeah. The I don't know if it's sarsaparilla, whatever it is, uh, beets, or it's got like licorice or something. Yeah, it's got some kind stuff of in it. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that makes it taste different. I think in the like the common. Uh, I don't know what you call them, but like the Pepsi and Coke brands and stuff, A&W, all of those, they really soften the root beer flavor. So when you taste a like a specialty flavor, whatever, then you actually are getting back to like the original flavor. And it's like, uh, we don't like that. They want to give it some more personality. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a, I like the vanilla in there. So. Yeah. Oh, I like the vanilla too. Ben, yes. did you guys do it like... Like a wine tasting? Did you smell it first? We did didn't. You, did you swish you it around it? your mouth and spit it out? Yeah, did you have a spittoon? Is that what you call those? <laughs> a spit we had basically like 14 little shot glasses, paper shot glasses, and we just like downed them one after the other and just ordered the cups in okay. the order that we thought. So uh, there was no palate cleansing in between. I honestly, uh, I don't trust our results. I would not... Uh, submit to them to a, not yeah. I'm not going to submit them to a, a journal. Sorry, science. You're going to have to wait. <laughs> right. I'll peer review it for you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> for those of you who who are tuned in beyond the the root beer cast, <laughs> uh, tonight's movie that we watched. Uh, I finally, you know, because you know I love classic TV, so I finally yeah. got a chance to watch Taxi. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, was it everything I you, you expected? Said you swore it... not you weren't going to watch. Well, I so we're sitting here watching it and I'm like I don't see Christopher Lloyd. I don't see Andy Kaufman. I don't see Tony Danza. Tony <laughs> DeVito. Hey, you're such a tease. <laughs> No, so you realize how excited and happy I was that you were actually going to watch part of the original Taxi sitcom from so the 70s and early you'll, 80s. You'll be happy to know that I went, I did a deeper cut. So there's an episode of Columbo that from in 1974, uh, Dick Van Dyke is the bad guy in that one. Uh, it's great because he has a really fake looking beard <laughs> and... Uh, there's a scene that's just randomly in it where Columbo is, wants to interview this guy who works for the DMV. Uh-huh. And the DMV guy's like, really grumpy. Have you seen this episode? Uh, I have seen this episode of Columbo. The, yeah. It's a, I don't remember the scene, but go ahead. So the I can't remember the context of it. Um, I watched a little clip of it to remind myself. So he picks up the guy from the DMV, and the, he 
grumpy and he's like, well, can I help you? Columbo is, you know, Peter Falk. Yeah. He looks like a homeless person, but he's a cop, right? right? And, <laughs> and so anyway, the guy's like, I want to ride to the office. And Christopher Falk cannot drive in this scene. Like, he's doing everything wrong. He sticks his arm out the window to signal and his car is like a piece Wait. of junk. And so it's, it's, it's this comedy of like, watch the road, you know? And so they're jerking all over the road and stuff. And the, and it goes on for like two or three minutes. And then the guy's like, he's like, just pull over and turn off the car. And he's like, he's like detective or Lieutenant, right? Lieutenant Columbo. Lieutenant he's like, I'm sure you have a driver's license and it might even be in this state. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, but I hope from the last few minutes, you can see why I prefer to just walk. <laughs> That's funny. And I felt like the movie taxi that we watched was that somebody saw that mm-hmm. three minute clip oh, and decided gosh. to expand it. Although I know that's not true because this is based on a French film of it the same is. name. So yeah. what we watched was not the Taxi TV show that, <laughs> the, no, no, no. that but, Nate has not seen. I, you can't was... see this, but Bracken was just giving me the "I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed" <laughs> face. <laughs> this is the 2004 version. So <clears throat> I, I have to say that because if you look up Taxi. Like on IMDb, DB, sorry, IMDb, there's like 700 different movies called Taxi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This movie has nothing to do with the sitcom. No, just, <laughs> except for it has taxis in it. Except right. for it has the name Taxi. Right. Are the taxis in in the TV show as good as cool as the taxi in this movie? Uh, no, they are not. They are in the garage and they're being worked on by andy kaufman so they're yeah. always like not running <laughs> the ones that you see there's no actual driving in yeah the show. Qu- quinlan Tiva's car was actually the inspiration for michael bay's transformers <laughs> he's like i need to make that movie <laughs> he's like that is bumblebee <laughs> oh boy oh, man that's great <laughs> so uh yeah 2004 taxi starring um where do we want? Do we want to talk about the plot? Do we want to talk about the people? Like, how, how do we want to tackle? Let's this? start off with a, a quick synopsis, so then we can refer back to it. Okay, so Queen Latifah is an epic bike messenger who just got her taxi cab license. Um, Jimmy Fallon is a quote unquote police officer. A, a good. He's a good officer. cop. He's a good cop. <laughs> And he loses his driver's license because he backs a squad car into a bodega and kills a parrot. And that's his third infraction. But he's yeah. still a good cop, whatever that means. He's still yeah. a good cop. So, um, okay, I, I don't want to. I don't want to tan- go on a tangent yet. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, he's off duty, but he's got a radio in his bag, and there's a bank robbery, and he's the closest to this bank robbery. Uh, so instead of like calling for another cop or whatever, he gets in Queen Latifah's cab and makes. And kind of, the kind cop. of deputizes right. her in yeah. a way, and they chase in their commandeers her commandeers taxi. her vehicle, but but she's driving it, and and they chase down. It, it turns out the the bank robbers are these hot models. Yeah, um, you don't know really. You never learn anything else about them. They're just hot the models. Portuguese. Um, they speak Portuguese slash Russians. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're Brazilian. The, yeah, um, and they they're played by. Uh, Giselle Bunchen, Bunchen, and her uh, three hot friends. And, and yeah, <laughs> they're literally uncredited. Like yeah. you look at the credits, <laughs> right. and it's like robber one, robber two, robber three. <laughs> I was like, every teenage boy in America wants to know who these people are. Why are they not credited? <laughs> right. But uh, um, so they're robbing the bank, and and he 
goes from blunder to blunder, ultimately gets fired. But Queen Latifah turns out to be like a super cop in terms of her detective skills. It teaches him how to drive and to be a cop. And they <laughs> kind of save the day. And the movie ends. They with, both get their jobs back. Yeah, he yeah, gets his right. job back and she becomes a NASCAR driver. At that's the right. End. And that's, I mean, that is like the. That's the story. That's the story. Yep. yep. And. That's all there is to it. Yeah. All right. That was a good show, guys. Yeah. <sighs> um, uh, this this was a comedy. Was it? It was billed that way. Yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a comedy. I mean, it's Jimmy Fallon, right? Right. So. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon's in this. Who doesn't like Jimmy Fallon? Right, right. And this Everyone was in his heyday of SNL, right? Yeah. This is. Yep. Queen... I did not like him in this. Yeah, but Queen Latifah's in this. Who? She's who... awesome. She's Everyone phenomenal. Loves... Everyone loves Queen Latifah. We're talking in general here. <laughs> Everybody right. yeah. loves Jimmy Fallon. Everybody loves Queen Latifah. I can see why they would put these two together in a comedy. Right. Right. They're both likable. Uh, they very recognizable names. They're both. Yep. They both can be very funny. Uh, they can, you know, I'm sure that the set making this movie was really fun. Um, what goes wrong with this? (laughs) So what What I love about Jimmy Fallon on SNL is he's terrible at it. He's constantly breaking character, which is hilarious for SNL. Yeah. I, I could watch him all day long breaking character. And on the Tonight Show, like when they do skits and, the and stuff, he, For, it's the same thing. He just he does. cannot yeah. keep his character. He cannot keep yeah. a straight face. He's he constantly is like he's got that smirk just on the edge of like I, I can't do this, guys. Like right. just cut. Let's start over. <laughs> that is his entire character. Maybe it's because he's in front of an audience, or maybe it's I live, know, or man. I don't know. He's he's got that energy. So, off so the I think it's like it, it might be a spontaneity kind of thing because i mean not to spoil things but there are bloopers at the end during the credits that were a hundred times funnier than the movie they felt so much they were so natural and just funny and it was a lot of it was jimmy fallon cracking jokes just just watch the beginning of the end credits that's That's all you need yeah yeah right yeah 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 uh i i think i i think that he's a good stand-up comic yeah um and probably good improv on stage and stuff. Yep. And that doesn't always translate well to like being on TV, yep. like a TV show or a movie. Right. And so his, he doesn't have like emotional depth. E- even in a comedy, there has to be some kind of emotional depth so that there can be some kind of arc. And there was none of that. I mean, his arc was so fake in this. Well, it, so it, it, it felt too like, I think we made the comment while we were watching it. He felt like, an actor who was acting, playing a guy acting. who was acting as a cop. Right. I don't know if I said that right, but <laughs> yeah. he was He's acting actor as if he was playing a, the role of an, an actor, actor playing, playing a, a cop. cop. Yes. Yeah. And over the top. Right. Right. Yeah. In a five-minute SNL skit, you can handle the depth that the yep. character will have yeah. in the scene. Mm-hmm. But in an hour and you know, almost two-hour <laughs> movie. There's supposed to be more than that, he's, right? He's got, like, the emotional staying power of a goldfish. Right. right? It's like, <laughs> they're fun, they're hilarious, but then, you know, they go to the other side of their yeah, fishbowl, and they come back, like, and they're like, oh, hey, it's you! And then they, oh, they come back, oh, hey, it's you! Hey, look. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, it was tough. Like, So, uh, let's talk about his character. Like, yeah. the problems with the writing of his character. Not yep. uh, not just his jokes and stuff like that, but 
okay, he's a cop who has a driver's license, yet he's such a bad driver that uh, he has wrecked three cars. One of them was a SWAT vehicle. Um, and he's supposedly, his lieutenant says he's a good cop. You're just a terrible driver. Um, yet we don't see any evidence throughout it that he's an actual good cop. Unless she meant you're a good cop, not a bad cop. Like, like good play, cop, bad cop. Play good right? cop, yeah. Wouldn't you just give him a partner that would be able to Who drive? could drive? I think he, he started with that, but then he got his partner shot. Like, I think that was his partner in the first oh, scene, yeah, who gets right? Shot who gets the... shot in the arm, and then he's like... Okay. And then so who's trying to take the die? hospital, and he backs into the bodega? So yeah. wouldn't you get a replacement partner? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you know that you can, or he's so, so this is the thing. Uh. There is like a four minute scene where he's trying to back out of a spot. Uh, and it literally is four minutes long. Right. It's, it's three minutes too long. Right. Like we get the joke, the joke after was, a minute. Yeah. No, but the joke and is they funnier as going. it goes. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it kept get... going for another like two, three minutes. I, I'm being, you know, maybe I, okay. So, so yeah. and so he's so bad. It's like ridiculously bad that it's like Jerry Lewis isn't even that ridiculous. Right. You know, like he's above and beyond Jim Carrey mm-hmm. uh, in anything. So, in how bad he is at driving. Right. It's like over the top. This guy cannot drive. He is a cop. He is an adult. <laughs> he cannot drive. Like, it's, there's no, like, he doesn't do anything good yeah. at driving at all. He is driving a Daewoo. You didn't mention that. So, uh. the Daewoo he's driving, let me just, uh, so since, since it's clearly in the movie for four minutes, I'll explain to you how over the top this scene is. Oh, he man. backs up. He hits, you know, like we couldn't see this. We see the shot of the car with the car in front and behind, and he's sitting in the car with Queen Latifah. She is not driving, obviously, and you're thinking, why isn't Queen Latifah driving? We already know that he can't drive. We knew this before the scene even began. So he backs up, he bumps the car behind, then he plows forward. Directly straight forward. He's not cranking the wheel at all. Okay, and of course Queen Latifah's head has already hit like the windshield, and then ricocheted back uh, once. So we already are like, okay, we already knew that this was going to happen, and then this proceeds to happen about four more times until she finally says, you know, where she gets out, and we knew that this was going to happen when you see the very first shot of the car next to the street with the car on both sides right. and they're in it. You knew that this was going to happen. Yeah. So, so here's... there was a very funny joke there that I, I even feel like you now. didn't like that scene. When she gets out and she's like, let me drive. And he says, oh. he's like, I got shotgun. Yeah, that... <laughs> and climbs over the seat. That was, that was mildly funny. He is over every time he was in a scene. It was just clear to me that he wasn't really an adult. Yeah, he was. I a mean, kid. totally would it. Well, and, like... and driving aside, he's yeah. a terrible cop too. Like he yep. sucks at his job, right? Like when he's, I don't understand how he ever got to the position where he's undercover cop, pretending like to be a, a Cuban, Cuban at the beginning, and he doesn't speak Spanish, and <laughs> he's like, ah, ah, he just, he just kind of slurs some words. He does a Cuban accent. 
But I feel like none of the people there were Cuban. You know, the more we talk about this, the more angry I'm getting. Because I'm realizing that... I, I think maybe they thought we were really stupid as an audience. <laughs> that we were like, oh, this is great. This is funny. Or, I don't know. It just really, it, it felt flat. And yet, well, let's, I, I, let me talk a little bit more about the other scenes. <laughs> yeah. To, just flesh so this out a little movie. bit. He lives right next door to his mom. Right. So In an apartment. He, it's kind of like mom. he's living with his mom. Right. Um, he goes, to, when he's hungry, he goes to his mom's house. She feeds him. Uh-huh. Uh, she's, and, and this is, we were talking about during the movie. I almost felt like I felt bad for uh, Anne Margaret, who um, plays his mom. Well, is the mom, but she's, she's a drunk in yeah. the movie. And which. It's Anne Margaret's, funny. Anne Margaret's, on, it's Anne Margaret's funny. great, but. I, we were kind of feeling like, you know, she's probably drinking because she feels bad about her son not being good at anything and who's living next door. And I, I don't know. I, I, I It was kind of bringing me down a little. Truth is, she was not written that way. She read the script. She's like, I'm going to need a lot of margarita to make this movie. She Maybe was just legitimately the, drunk the whole movie. That's probably it. She's like, this, I need this to get through this, right? I kept wondering, like, is his last name Peabody and was his dad's name Hugo? You know, because she's in Bye Bye Birdie. Oh. And, right? We're talking about Anne Margaret? Yeah. yeah. I thought, because Hugo Peabody's kind of a nobody. Oh. And, uh, look, we watched musicals during the pandemic in our house, all right? Things were rough. Things were rough. Um, yeah, it you was... got through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's but a scene... But cost, and... <laughs> there's a scene where she, Anne Margaret, has fallen asleep... And they abandoned her with Queen Latifah's boyfriend. Is that the scene? Yeah, that was funny. But the scene where she, you're like, oh, is Anne Margaret asleep? Like she's passed out <laughs> at the table. Pa- yeah, yeah, she yeah. passed out, and then she, and we, I kind of felt like, man, I wish I could pass out right now. <laughs> well, this, she's passed painful. out while they're cracking the case. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the 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 one the one spark of intelligence that her son is showing, and she is passed out. What are for what are some of the it. other things that he does wrong in this movie? Like he oh. he shoots uh, Queen Latifah's window out accidentally. When he's I mean, he to drops gr- his gun first of all in the back seat. Yeah, and then when he he finally gets it, he shoots. He just shoots through the window, and then he a second later he's like pointing the gun right at her. Yeah, and she has the brains to push his gun out of the yeah. way. He's like, not believable at a cop no. as a cop at all. Right. That, uh, hold on. Hold on. He did cock his gun four times before firing around. So he is. So he is. He has taken proper he, gun safety training, yeah. and he's constantly injecting his bag, looking at it, then clicking it back in. I'm pretty sure that's cop stuff. I mean, he lost his movie cop stuff. He lost yeah. his badge, or his badge got blowtorched into a little tiny chunk of little money clip <laughs> of oh, metal. There's a scene where they get taken by the the villains, and he does manage to get the gun from the villains that's right and but then they run into a, a a room off the garage and he turns on the nitrous oxide because his plan is <laughs> for them to not shoot because it would blow up the building because it's gonna blow up the whole building if you shoot which i don't know <laughs> how the the models would know that the, the nitrous was on in yeah. the room that they're at <laughs> i mean this is something that would be out of the movie dumb and dumber right mm-hmm. like it doesn't make sense 
it's not funny. Somebody thought, hey, look, we can turn the pitch down on their voices. Mm-hmm. It will be hilarious. And you know what? That did get me, but it just made <laughs> no sense. They didn't run. They tried hard to get out of the room. Right. I, th- there was a window. I could see there was a window, but they didn't try to go well, through the window. The he door was trying locked. to push. Yeah. The, he was trying to push the door shut. He was knocking yeah. the thing off, and then Queen Latifah at the end just grabs the door and it just opened. Opens. Yeah, there were like <laughs> Which three was cause they were doors high, to this room. But, yeah, that that was funny, and the outtakes were funny too on that. But it just he he his character kept making the wrong move over stupid, and over again. Stupid right? mistakes. So let's talk about Queen Latifah. Yeah. But first, let's take a quick break. And we're back. So, Queen Latifah. Yes. Love her. Yeah. I think she was the best thing in this movie. She was great. I mean, the best actor in this movie. She did the best with what they gave her. I mean, I I have no complaints about her performance. I thought it was great, but it was just not a good movie. She was believable delivery, believable as far as her writing allowed. Well, yeah. and also she, she she responded in the way that, like, when he does something stupid, she's like, what the hell? Yeah, right. <laughs> You're like, so dumb. Even where we're yeah. being like, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was realistic. She, you know, she had her own motivations. She wanted to be a cab driver so that she could be a NASCAR driver. She had a plan. She was... She had her boyfriend, and she everything was going well. And then Jimmy Fallon comes in and messes everything up. Hold on, hold on. She was realistic in that she started as a a bike delivery yeah. messenger who no. had her own taxi cab in her apartment okay. that she had been spending all of her uh, messenger money on to soup it all up like Men in Black style, so that it could transform. You, well, you forgot that she started her career in the BMX X Games. That's right. <laughs> so the the movie opens with the opening scene of this bike delivery person with a helmet on, so helmet we don't on, see their face going through traffic super fast. All Looks these like stunts. a seventeen year old boy or something riding his going bike off through top of trucks, yes, going yeah. through the train station, and then it cuts right. You know, at the very end, after this very uh, elaborate. Uh, scene going through traffic, etc. All sorts of obstacle courses. She, this biker goes into this garage, takes off her helmet, and it's Queen Latifah. <laughs> and of course, we're like, there's no way that was Queen Latifah. <laughs> right. It did not even look, I don't even think it was a woman. <laughs> I she, mean, <laughs> okay, she doesn't, I, like, I love Queen Latifah. She yeah. does not have a 17 year old boy's body. That's right. The, the body did right. not match. Yeah. It was an exciting scene, though. Yeah, it was, was cool. fun. What, do you think it was... So, they started the movie off that way. Do you think that they were trying to... You know, they kind of were, like, winking toward the camera, like, we know that you know that that wasn't Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. Or do no you think way. they were trying to really oh, yeah, make us was, believe that that was Queen Latifah? Dude, oh, they yeah. spent five minutes, like, This is not the movie that back. is winking at you about, hey, we're taking short... Or whatever, we're tricking you here. This is... Uh, Come on, you're going to believe that was Queen Latifah. It was mm. awesome. <laughs> it was just... Uh, okay. I, I'm, just, I'm just asking, because it was pretty... I'm like, maybe they were really... I don't know. Okay. Uh, there are very few films where like the stunt person is so like mismatched that you notice that they're a stunt person, but this was absolutely... like I remember this from the first time I watched this back in 2004, when it first came out, that... 
there's that it's almost shocking when queen latifah takes her helmet off and it, you're like wait a second that was supposed to be her the whole time i would have believed it if the helmet came off and it was jimmy fallon that yeah, i would have believed yeah, absolutely yeah not queen latifah no yeah, yeah. that's what i thought yeah she would have been better in the role as the cop actually i agree i totally way better yeah uh, though i don't know if she could have played the i can't drive maybe she uh, could have you know what i think it would have been funnier if she was the cop and he was the bumbling taxi driver right that would have been more believable yeah if they would have the, just maybe, changed their yeah things. that actually let's rewrite it guys yeah <laughs> so this is actually based on a pre-existing movie right it is yeah that some but some nobody wrote right <laughs> some nobody yeah luke, luke besson luke besson some i don't know we right. looked it up. He's he's got a bunch of movies I've never heard of before, <laughs> oh, like uh, La Femme Nikita, you gotta, Taxi One Two Three Four Five. Brand the is, movies. Brand is being facetious. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I actually Luke. love Luc Besson. Me yeah. too. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. He's French, so you just don't say the ends of any of yeah. his words. What's your Luke, favorite of his? Luc Besson. <laughs> so my personal favorite is The Fifth Element. I Me love too. that movie. My favorite right. title is Valerian in the movie with too long of a title. <laughs> that might have been an interpretation on my part. <laughs> I didn't realize that he had written the the Taken series, you know, with Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think he directed it, but he did write them. And also Transporter. So like cars are a thing. I remember the Transporter. I loved that. Like there's the Transporter series. I think Taken there's like mm-hmm. driving scenes and stuff. Yeah, sure. Obviously Taxi, there's the whole thing about that. And even the fifth element, right? Like, mm-hmm. the main character is a taxi driver. That's right. So, oh, yeah. Right? So, like, there's all of that scene about... Dri- he must I mean, really love taxi. Ta- yeah. Dallas Corbin. Yeah. The old Corbin yeah. Dallas. The, Corbin the, Dallas. The TV show. Multipass. Really Multipass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Luke Besson uh, wrote this. He did um, not direct it, though, to he be clear. Pro- he was the producer. Yeah, yeah. He. it looks like Toy Story directed it. Oh, Tim Story directed <laughs> the... Sorry, I don't have my glasses on. Um, Tim's story. Tim. So I've never heard of Tim's story, but I have heard of the movies he's directed. Fantastic Four, uh, the original, uh, two thousand five, and the and Silver Surfer, Silver Surfer, two thousand seven. I'm assuming that's what rots means. Yeah, Return of <laughs> oh, the Silver, Silver Surfer. Surfer, Rise of the Silver yeah. Surfer, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Oh, Ride Along, Ride Along, two, two. two. Oh, Shaft. I yeah. didn't see that one. Is that the one with Samuel L? It is. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Uh, and Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Tom and Jerry, yeah. you know. Wait, the one that just came out? The one that just came out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, he likes classics. Taxi, yeah, it does. He's like a... Yeah, Fantastic Four even. He's like, let's uh, take classic stuff and modernize it. So this has four writers. So, to be clear, so Luc Besson... He wrote the original. He, so, yeah, so he oh. wrote the first... I, th- I think maybe only one or two of the original French taxi movies were Okay. Out when he wrote this and from what i understand he wrote an early more concept than anything and then the writers who i know as actors i didn't actually know that they were writers um robert ben garrant or garrant i'm not sure how to pronounce his last name thomas lennon you know them from the two oh, cops okay. yeah, from reno yeah. 911 so i wonder if they're a like a team they probably are i bet they write reno 911 they do they yeah. also like produced a lot okay. of them as well i have a quick question yes yeah. sir for uh, those who don't know movies very mm-hmm. well while we're on the topic, basic question. So the difference between the writer, the director, and the producer, how often are they the same? Are they always different? 
do they go in between? So what if are their roles and how does bowl, that work? All of them. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> so the producer mainly kind of gets the movie going. He finds the money, uh, he or she, finds the money and kind of like puts the whole thing together. Sometimes a producer will be the person who gets it going because they have an idea but or they found an idea that they like uh the director is the creative person who who kind of puts the whole thing together and the writer is the one who writes the story i think uh you often see directors also be the writers not always but sometimes you see that but you don't usually see a producer be the writer Mm. unless it's something like uh battlefield earth where um you know it's your your project you wanted to do your whole life and so or like stephen king or stephen king yeah Yeah, right that would be a a good example and the do you have other one the one we just watched uh my science science project project, yeah written and written and directed yeah written and directed is common any other explanation to define those uh yeah i mean when you were saying producer i mean a lot of times there's all sorts of different kinds of producers right there's executive producer associate producer mm-hmm. uh, whenever i see the the term associate producer i always think of okay they they got a special deal and they they got a producer's credit yeah mm. but they really didn't do anything they put with, some money with, in or something so not necessarily no they they could have just uh, so they called a friend it's a financial thing so yeah. when you are a producer you can get uh, a percentage of the um profits like actors don't usually get that, but if you get a producer role, mm. then you can get a percentage, and so sometimes they give people producer credits for that reason. Yeah, yeah. and then and where hold on. This... So executive producer, this yeah. one I I find interesting because in my mind executive producer sounds like like the head producer over everything, and they kind of are that, but an executive producer is usually a more creative influence they're almost like an assistant director or something like that like they're helping the director directly whereas the producer himself doesn't i say himself his or herself uh could just be sitting in an office somewhere you know just making sure they're staying on budget and stuff and and never making a creative decision but the executive producer is very creatively involved usually Hmm. or they might just be sitting in an office somewhere (laughs) (laughs) if uh if a film wins an, uh, like an Academy Award or Golden mm-hmm. Globe or whatever, like does the producer also? It's usually the director who gets it. It depends on the award and which award they're getting. Let's say it's like the, let's say the film wins. best picture. Best picture. best picture goes to the producer. Yeah, mm. yeah. Best director goes to the director. And then one quick. Unless they're up. also the producer, then it goes to the producer. So I'll mm-hmm. tell you that they're a little bit different because in the Emmys, if you win best whatever the director will get that but in the academy awards the best picture would go to the producer or maybe it's the other way i was going to say the bmas i was going to say that these a lot the of these titles that matter, and these yeah. roles can be different on a te- television show that's true yeah, yeah than a motion picture so when we're talking about these terms we're really kind of talking in the context Film. of films that's yeah. right how do the studios play into it with like the producer what's that relationship is it the producer is going to get a studio it's to very, then i think it depends on it all depends one, right? on okay. how it is all right there are for example somebody like uh christopher nolan who is a desired director 
he also will produce sometimes mm. and he kind of picks the studio who does the things the way he wants them to you know he's like i want to have all of these specific things mm. and a studio will say okay we'll do all of that so you know a lot of the times the, the producers will have a production company mm-hmm. and they will uh, you know if they're a big name like christopher nolan then they have an association or they have a first look deal with a major studio mm-hmm. and so that studio will say you know we get first rights to look at your all your stuff or maybe you have so many pictures that you're going to make movies for that pro- that mm-hmm. uh, studio mm-hmm. and so to fulfill your contract you know i've got three more movies to make for them mm-hmm. and they can pick whatever movie they want usually depending on mm-hmm. who the person is maybe they don't have as much clout and they are told what to make uh but you know Have they get first rights the but then if they don't if they pass then they can say okay well we we can take this next project to another studio and mm-hmm. we, we don't have to be at warner brothers we can go over to fox That's or right. we can go over to universal which you know just i heard recently has, has happened for christopher nolan right so, hmm. so anyway so like to be said warner brothers but I, all i heard after that was disney <laughs> yeah well, we won't say that name because of um, reasons we can't say. We can say Disney. <laughs> All right. Well, as long as you say it's okay. So this this educational segment that you just listened to is Thank actually you. to increase your intelligence for the IQ drop that you will suffer from watching this movie. So this should bring you back to where you were going into the movie. It's also you know who to blame. Yeah. Was yes, there, exactly. Was there anybody else in the cast that you wanted to talk about? Out. Uh, we've got several other names. I mean, we mentioned Anne exactly. Margaret, Jimmy Fallon, Queen Latifah, Giselle uh, uh, Bunchen, Jennifer Esposito, and yeah, Giselle Bunchen. So I believe this was Giselle Bunchen's first movie. Is that right? Did you say? I do believe so. Okay. Yes. She was in The Devil Wears Prada. I didn't. Remember. Oh come on! Every every supermodel was. Yeah. Uh, she, she was playing I, herself. I'm sure she was though. a bit. Yeah. 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 So she was robbing in that movie. Yeah. So what do what do what are supermodels known for besides looking great? Um, Robbing banks, driving, driving, f- driving fast, fast cars. Skills. Do they look happy? Do they look mm. angry? Well fed. Do they look pouty? <laughs> How, what are what are some characteristics of a supermodel? You know, in blanket. They're beautiful. They're, they're beautiful. tall often. When they're when they're run, walking down the the catwalk, are oh. they? What? How do they look? Tall, tall and skinny and. Spindly and Are you I, talking about I the right said Fred for. song? I don't know, Bracken. I don't watch those kind of shows. <laughs> they they usually look angry. Oh, angry. Right? Yeah. They look pissed off. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so just just think of that right said Fred song, I'm Too Sexy. That's what... It's super, you know, yeah. they look like, you know... That's right. They've got the, the stare, and they're like looking intense, right? Oh, that's why they were cast as the bank robbers. Oh! <laughs> yeah. What did she do for most of this movie? Yeah. Scowl. I mean, she was in she was in a bikini here and there, or, or a short skirt. Yeah. But uh, she was behind the wheel driving. She sexually assaulted Jennifer Esposito's character. That's true. And, she, well, we are going to hold on for that at the end right uh but uh she's driving in the car and she's looking angry and like upset and right she's looking villainous right and and she obviously could do that because she's a supermodel right she's good at it yeah, she, yeah. Right. so i mean it's not it's not a well, uh, stretch and right? the, be- the best part is <laughs> even the movie recognized that they're completely shallow characters because the only person who gets a, even a name in this movie is her. These women are in this movie 
like every other scene. Yeah. Only uh, they're the Giselle main villains. actually gets a name. Everybody yeah. else right. is uncredited or just shows up. There's as only like, four of them. There's and well, they do every robbery. And half the time, you know, the other robbers are, they have masks on or we have, they're in the backseat. Yeah. Or, or mustaches. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Ex- <laughs> a lot of mustaches in this movie. There were a lot of mustaches <laughs> this in this is, movie. It was product placement for the mustache, the fake mustache industry. <laughs> the very first time we see uh, Jimmy Fallon, he's get, walking off a bus. And he's placing a fake mustache on his face before he steps off the bus. Right, you know, like he does that a big bus pose. Must have been like so everybody, look at me. Mad that he had to, you know, wait for him to get off the oh, bus. Hang on. So this is put that mustache on. This is a couple years after Battlefield Earth. Maybe that's all they had was mustache. <laughs> all the hair had been taken. That's true. <laughs> they hadn't. Recouped. That's also why they had to use supermodels because they already have naturally beautiful hair. Right. <laughs> so it's true. The funny. So. Uh, just real quick on Giselle Bunchen or Bunchen, sorry, she has the umlaut, and I don't know, how, I don't know how to say it. I didn't know she was in movies. I only knew her as Tom Brady's wife, <laughs> and so I was surprised that she was one in the movie and that she was the villain. Yeah, she could be in more the stuff. I was villain. actually looking under her name, not Tom Brady's wife. So <laughs> she could be credited as other things. I think she probably has did. You look her up own credit, Mrs. Brady. I did not. <laughs> I looked up Mrs. Brady. It was really confusing. <laughs> so TV don't, show. Don't get me wrong. When I when I was saying that you know what are supermodels da da da, I was really just saying she did a good job. Like that was the extent of her character. She was a good villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I she, I didn't think it, it was a stretch or yeah. her character was there was any big scene that gave us her motivation why she was robbing all these banks or anything. Right. Did she even say so, anything? Yeah, she I mean, does. Yeah, they say they talk a lot in Portuguese. At least they tell it, us it's it Portuguese. Seems, it doesn't uh, sound very. It sounded. Latin. It didn't sound Portuguese to me. It sounded. It did occasionally to me. At first, we thought it was Russian. Right, I thought it was some kind of Eastern Slavic language. That's where supermodels come from. <laughs> right, yes. uh, they come from everywhere, though. Right. <laughs> I honestly. I thought she did a better job acting than Jimmy Fallon did. Oh, yeah. Well, that's like yeah. you're being totally no, I'm not, that's because like, she I'm just not had to giving her a bad time, time at all. But really she is. did a good job, yep. and it's... They, they did fine. I wish that they did more. Right. Like, you, well, you I wish there was more to them. Yeah. Like we I, have more like, character. Like Bracken yeah. said, we don't know why they're. So it's not just that they're robbing banks, but they say something like. I mean, there's a key part in the story where they say they have two more withdrawals. Like, they had, for some reason, there were specifically three times that they had to rob banks to get this money. And they had this awesome, elaborate plan, but we have no idea why. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What is the Oceans series? Is it Oceans, like, 15? No, the one where it's just the women gate. That's eight. Oceans Oceans eight. eight. So mm-hmm. is this like a prequel to that? Like Oceans 4? Yeah, maybe it was. <laughs> I don't know, I, I think that's the motivation, <laughs> right? I mean, I, I, th- I like the idea. Yeah. And I just wish that you knew more about the villains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- I well, mean... The, the plan that they had... So, I, not to spoil it, because I'm sure you're going to want to watch this, <laughs> but uh, the, the villains, how they were getting the money and, and plotting it, was really the most interesting and it seemed p- most believable thing that they were doing. Uh, it was kind of sneaky. Uh, it was more believable than anything that our hero does That's in this right. movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's like he got thrown into a real heist movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. The hero of the movie, if we're asking that question, is the boyfriend of Queen Latifah's. You think so? It's yeah, the car. I think so. It's the car. It's Queen no, because Latifah's he saves car. Jimmy Fallon's mom from falling off the table. Off her. Off well, her and he knew that Jimmy Fallon was such a bad cop that he blowtorched his badge. So he was doing a service to the community. That guy had major anger issues. He was a little angry. Yeah. Okay. He was a little one-dimensional. It was well-deserved, though, right? Queen Latif is kind of a flake when it comes mm-hmm. to all of their relationships. Yeah, but tough. a cop shows up with her and shows his badge. He says, no, look, I'm trying to tell you she really was trying to do it. Look, I'm a cop. And he takes the badge and blowtorches <laughs> it into a tiny chunk of I'm telling okay. molten metal. Okay, okay hold <laughs> on. It was hold all on. Jimmy Fallon's <laughs> fault. If Jimmy Fallon showed up on your door, dressed the way he was, I guess that's with his true. stupid hair everywhere, going, hey, you- I'm a cop. Look, I'm a cop. And just waving some toy badge at and you. And snickering out of the side of his mouth. I would also set it on fire and give it back to him. That's true. I wouldn't believe him. You're right. No, I'm really a cop. <laughs> yeah. Kisses his hand. Well, I do like the fact that uh, the boyfriend was taking care of Jimmy Fallon's mom. That's right. You know, when she passed out on the floor and they just kind of Walked out the door, closed it, and ran off to take care of the cops. They knew that his mom was in good hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so uh, the relationship between Jimmy Fallon and Jennifer Esposito is so mm. weird. Yeah. In so this. weird. So uh, there is about a three and a half minute uh, behind the scenes thing that Fox put out for when this, like a promotional thing. Mm. Uh, and Jimmy Fallon's like, hey, we're making this movie, Taxi. It's got Queen Latifah and Jennifer Esposito. And he's like, Jennifer Esposito, she plays my she plays my girlfriend. Well, I think, this is, this is the way he says it. Well, I think that, I think she's my girlfriend, but she doesn't really think it. And I thought he was joking. Yeah. You know, but that's absolutely what it is. It's almost like he doesn't know. If he, she's supposed to be his girlfriend, and she absolutely doesn't think that they're okay, you know this is something we yeah this is this is good <laughs> so, okay so so you know the movie Scream yeah you know Duffy <laughs> yes I feel like Duffy is like Jimmy Fallon in this movie to where he he's like is he secretly gonna like actually be a murderer like he's the mastermind behind everything like he's just playing stupid the whole movie and then it turns out oh yeah he's a secret genius i don't know to be fair it doesn't happen it doesn't let's listen now let's let's talk about this a little bit because he mentions to queen latifah that they were kind of dating when they were in the police academy in the police academy where they met and blah 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 Mm -hmm. We never really, I mean, they do insinuate that there was something between them. At the beginning, them, they do, right. But when he mentions them, she's like, she, she totally... She says, you think you, you and me? You and me? Like, yeah. like maybe he really imagined this. The and whole there, thing. And there was never anything between them. Yeah. They were friends. Mm-hmm. She does say that they were friends. As your friend, right? I've got to tell you this. And I, you know, when she fires him. But I'm thinking maybe they were never, ever together. I don't know. At the beginning, the very first conversation they're having, he's all being like, you know, calling her by her first name. He's like, oh, I mean, Lieutenant, I mean, Lieutenant, you're looking beautiful today and all of this stuff. And it it feels like, and she's acting kind of like, well, yeah, they do have this relationship at first. Yeah. And then later on, she's like, wait, you and me, you think? And And it's like, oh, wow, she's... Even at the end of the movie, Mm -hmm. they are 
in costume or they're in undercover. Right. But they're never like, oh, we're a couple. They right. Never, That's they true. never say anything like that. They're just, he's working again and they're working together. Right. But there's never, they don't kiss. There's never, mm-hmm. his arm's not around her. There's nothing to say that they're actually an item. Right. And well, I actually. goes in for a kiss and she's like, no. I believe that because his character, there's nothing. Appealing. Appealing. She is. She's smarter than that. She's, yeah, she's, she's a good cop. She's yes. she's a lieutenant. She's in charge, yep. and she's got it going on, right? I think she's dating the FBI guy. She probably. I mean, that's more plausible to <laughs> yeah. me than. Uh, I think she's dating Giselle after that. Oh, that's down. That's true. All right, so <laughs> I guess we can. I, I guess we right. could get into that now, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the pat down. Who wants to cover this? Okay, it's so like Brant is ready to. <laughs> We don't need to go into too here. much detail. <laughs> it's towards the end of the movie. Yeah. They're coming out. They're uh, doing the last heist, and they've been caught in the act. The, the girlfriend. Uh, they're about to, you know, in order for them to get away, they've got some young kid Very that they're going to take. Teenage boy. Anyway, yeah. the girlfriend <laughs> says, you know, the the main uh, cop. She says, "Hey, take me instead." She takes off her uh, jacket. Her like it's she, a police jacket. Yeah, basically. her uh, her. Uh, Vest. Bullet, vest. Yeah, her bulletproof vest and her gun, and she walks up and she's taking and Giselle's like, "Okay, we'll take you instead." Yeah, of this we'll take boy. you. And what happens? So, so that's sh- the only time you see the boy panic is when they're like, "We'll trade you," and he's like, <laughs> yeah. "What?" He's like, "No, no, 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 I'm okay." No, <laughs> that would have been better. Can't kidnap the willing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so also to set the stage, so they have changed into hot model outfit, so they've kind yeah. of gone you know so well, as, half as of a driver have. yeah right so the, the 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 women who are in the bank are dressed as like i don't know hip-hop kids boys whatever they've got like back turn hats and stuff whatever yeah. anyways so giselle is sitting in the front seat dressed as a supermodel like she's got four inch something heels yep. a tiny little micro skirt and then like some kind of like almost bikini top right, right? so she stands out looking all nine feet tall of gorgeous giselle right and Jennifer Esposito walks up and like aggressively, like Giselle aggressively. way over the line. Like I would not be surprised if there was like an HR note to where it was like, <laughs> look, we were both consensual in this scene. Giselle did not take advantage of me because, like, I don't know. Giselle was she, she explored padded, everything. She patted and, down, and Esposito, Esposito had no weapons. Yeah. Like we were able to see that. We saw all three minutes of that. Right. Frisk. Yeah. I it, don't know that she patted her down more than she like rubbed her down. Yeah. It was right. like I would have expected like a saxophone playing in the background right. for that scene, not no. like dun dun dun. Well, the saxophone music was all in inappropriate parts of the movie. Yeah. So they were kind of playing this up as a joke, right? Yeah, because Giselle was looking at the camera or the other people yeah. watching the other cops yeah, like the, haha watch what i'm doing well and even the cops were doing like that yeah, kind right. of look mm-hmm. at whatever and <laughs> like jim carrying the mask when his face turns yeah, into yeah, a wolf yeah. and the... and i i was i was praying i was like i will give this movie a pass if as soon as they let that kid go he throws himself into the trunk <laughs> he's like no no no, it's okay <laughs> take me take me <laughs> yeah that would have been that would have been so funny uh, that was a good one it was so gratuitous, though. It was it was so over the top. You were yeah. just like, "Oh my god!" I mean, it was funny for a minute, but then it just kept going. It kept and we're going, like, yeah. "Okay, we get the joke," and then it was like, "Okay, yep, yeah, still got the go- I mean, got it, was, it right. got it, it. Okay, that was kind of the story throughout the whole movie. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. 
He yeah. saw the joke coming. It came, and then it kept going. It kept going. Mm-hmm. It kept going. It ran you over. It backed up. It went again. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I got it. I got you. Hit me the first time. All you stop could, backing over me. All you could see in I, this movie were dead horses. People just beat, beat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it was the horses from Mac and me. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, can we talk about the very ending, please? So. It ends with Jimmy Fallon gets this great idea. Hey, let's well. So they're they're racing down the freeway. The supermodels have Jennifer Esposito, and Jimmy and Queen Latifah have the bag full of money. The and the, the model Roberts are in two separate. They're cars two now. separate cars, mm-hmm. right? And so they're talking on their cell phones to make a deal, and they want to do the trade on the freeway while they're driving at 100 miles an hour, and so the idea is that... Through New York. Through New York, yeah. That uh, Jennifer Esposito is going to be handed off from one car through the window into the taxi cab while they hand the money out the other window to the other car on the other side. (laughs) And uh, Jimmy Fallon is like, okay, we have to delay, we have to delay... And so they keep, he keeps like halfway pulling Jennifer in and then pushing her back out, you know, and they're doing the same thing with the money. And, you know, everything goes according to plan. They turn off onto a, a well, the road is blocked off with orange yeah. barrels, right? And they go in this, the road closed area. Um, and then he's like, do it now. And so they do the switch real quick. And he says, hit the brakes. They hit the brakes. Uh, the taxi cab stops just before the end of the freeway. They're on this like big overpass and the supermodel cars, the BMWs jump right over the gap. A la rush hour. Yep. A la rush hour onto the other side. They make it and they're safe. And then we get a wider view and it turns out that it's just like this one little section that's floating in the middle, like an Island. So they, there's not enough runway for them to get off either side. So they're trapped and, and it's over. But so, oh, hold oh, go on ahead. for half a second, though, because mm-hmm. it's poorly, it's poorly executed. Right? Yeah, yeah. It looked like they were not going to make it. Yeah. And I was yes, like, right. Oh my gosh, they're not. I gonna thought they were going to crash into the so side. Much. Yeah, yes. and like crash and just smash and to, the just ground. Fall like, to the ground. And I yeah. thought this is getting interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Totally. So I felt bad. The models clearly had not seen Solar Babies because right. all they had to do is like start going in circles, circles and they would have gotten right yeah. off. Yeah, they would have cleared it. But don't they start shooting after that? Yeah, so they, they do. They're oh, that's where she has a line. Die! Yeah, <laughs> she start, she Giselle starts shooting at them, and Queen Latifah gets shot in her right arm, in her shoulder, and uh, they've got to get her to the hospital. So there are, uh, there is Jennifer Esposito, Jimmy Fallon, and Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah can't drive because she just got shot, but they got to get her to the hospital. So. Obviously, Jennifer Esposito is going to drive the taxi to the hospital, right? Nope. No, no, no. <laughs> well, we, we, we skipped over like the learning and growing scene. Oh, right. Well, yeah. I mean, did we did we explain this car as well? I mean, we the mentioned taxi, that it's I mean, like. Let's talk about the specifics of those things. Then so we can come let's back. Let's set this up just right. real quick. So this is just a Ford Crown Victoria yep. yellow cab. But she's super tricked it out, like James Bond style, yep. to where she can open a panel in her car. Lots like, of switches. The giant toggles. vents pop out. Yep. Big air blower it, in the it front. It honestly looks like a NASCAR mm-hmm. by the time she's done with it, with big old you know breather vents. She's got all these knobs, like blowers and yep. all this other stuff, right? It changes the license plate. 
It changes the hub on the wheels the wheel. somehow. It, it the drops grill. the the front bumper drops all the way to the ground. Yep. yep. The license plate changes. Yep. Right. And suddenly, it it's a supercar. It's, all, it's, all it's, this it's like is, Knight Rider. All this is done yeah. with the magic of CG, though. Right. It's, it's done, and you can tell it's it's all done with computer generated. Well, I mean, it's graphics. done in in about a minute the very first time it happens we're it, like it goes well, up on its own little these rails go down and down. lift yeah. it up so yeah. that it can and all it trans- uh, it, you know i was expecting the right transformers yeah. yeah perfect yes yeah nice and she makes a point of it she's it was like the yes one minute <laughs> and then later kind of like supergirl like right. as it just pans through the scene it's like crown vic oh supercar right okay that's the car you yeah. can do the rest of it and i love the car yeah i mean it was so over the top ridiculous and it kept reminding me of Men in Black. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Well, and she pulls the driving a driver's oh, yeah, steering wheel, the steering wheel. wheel while, while she's driving. driving and yeah. she replaces it with a special driver, you know. Like wheel. a NASCAR wheel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. So we, we're at the, this movie go, takes place like over 36 hours. Something maybe. like that. Yeah. So yeah. we're now at the point where Jimmy's been fired. Uh, her boyfriend. His license has been his license revoked. His license yep. is gone. Uh, her boyfriend they basically broke they're, they're up. kind of they're, yeah. they're taking a break because yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to listen to her it uh, yeah okay quick side tangent it's like a sitcom yeah like yeah a lot of these things if they had a conversation but, just talk to but there other. was no laugh track yeah right that might have made it worse not even uh, while we were watching yeah. <laughs> bracken was the laugh track uh, <laughs> It was all giggles the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, so all right, so they're you know they're down, they're down. Right, they're um, both down. Oh, so in one of the pursuit, in the pursuit of one robbery, uh, she ultimately crashes into a fire hydrant. Oh right, floods her engine. So they're like back. literally water yeah, shooting. Yeah, shoot, water out, is shooting out of, out of that the elf, top of her engine, the, the air yeah. filter and everything. Uh, I don't know cars, but you know the, the out of the, the blower, the blower. Yeah. yeah. Um. So now they're, they're back at her apartment which i think she's subletting from christian slater from alone in the dark <laughs> because the car is inside and you can see her couch you can her see the bed her bed i was like this is the same set <laughs> it has to be yeah. so they're back there and we're all like there's no way that car's ever going to start you know and within a couple minutes they started up and so they're, they're 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 bonding right and she ends up pointing out to jimmy fallon that's like you know you're just always trying to impress someone you're trying too hard you're kicking oh trying to kick through doors already open you know doing some real talk with him and uh and then she gets him to calm down and she kind of teaches him how to drive and so now he's a normal driver and as long as he's singing. as long as he's singing everlasting love <laughs> and, this will, this will be and he sings it like that yeah. so you hear you hear it playing in the background and you hear him screaming like and so we're sub- just we're subjected to this for however many minutes this scene is. And this this is a Jimmy Fallon scene, right? Yeah, this yeah, is, it is a. It's purely he, him. Maybe he even did this in improv, but yeah. this was an excuse for him to do his singing. karaoke singing, yeah. showing off his, his his best talents, which we see in his night show. Night if you've ever seen show. him sing along with Justin Timberlake, when both of oh, them yeah. are like. Well, and if you've ever listened to his, his stand-up, he has whole things where he just sings as different people. He's right. got a Bob Dylan. He's yeah. got... Alanis Morissette. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, does so that is just his shtick. But yeah. in this instance, for me, it was just screeching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that that leads up to... Now back to where... Yeah, we, so, so, so she's the very end... She's convinced she's got him so he can drive 
as a competent driver. Well, Jennifer Esposito doesn't know that. No, she doesn't. So the back she's and, like, why and, is he driving? And Clint Cleaver's like, let him, it's okay, let's let him. And he starts singing. She's like, why is he singing? She's like, let him sing. You know, it's like this whole back and forth that's not funny. And and yeah, he's a stunt it, driver now. And and yeah, goes, and so he's driving at full speed, full speed in reverse. In, yep. And all the other cop cars have to move out of the way, and they yeah. finally turn around and they go to the emergency room of the hospital. But instead of you know parking outside, they crash into the lobby. Right. And Brad's Brand, like, they just hit a kid. <laughs> <laughs> there were people in that lobby. In the yeah. lobby. I came in with a spray vehicle and I left dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was like. Glasses. Yeah, I was like, this is a hospital. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a lot of cars, you know, yeah. collisions in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, not all of them were real cars. Some some CG, but but ninety percent of them were cop cars. Yeah. Yeah, I don't right. know why he got his license taken away. Right. Seriously, I know, like, every cop every in New York, every single NYPD car I, was in an accident I, in this movie. Yeah. I did appreciate that early scene where he's getting that first tip and he's just gotten in trouble for killing the parrot. And he's he's trying to hail a car. He walks out into the street, and he puts his badge up. And oh, yeah. literally, there's like 40, 40 cars like that like Michael Bay level that crash. compile yeah. Yeah. into each other. And it's like it was really funny. And it was done launch. to good effect. There were some good. Yeah, that was well done. Yeah. And then he's just kind of like backs up. He and runs, runs off so real quick. Like, like I, I didn't do that. I just got in trouble for this last accident. I can't. I can't get any more trouble right now. That that was really well. That was well a done. genuinely a good scene. That was yeah, funny, was. but. That scene that you just talked about, where they're where they're going up and Giselle, you know, yeah. hits the air and stuff, and they're trying to pass off the cop and the money at the same time, going against traffic. Yeah, it was so over the top, ludicrous that they didn't get hit by a car. It went on for so long. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I was, uh, I was pulled out of the movie. I felt like. Not to, I yeah. was just it was just so ridiculously stupid. Not to mention that uh the continuity from shot to shot in that was so off. Like whether Jennifer Esposito was halfway in one car or all the way out or what or like there was literally things where there was a shot where the bag of money was hanging out and Almost they made a big point where she pulls it all the way in onto her lap and then in the next scene it's halfway hanging out and it's like we're, I mean it was just a quick cut it's like one, wait what there's that one scene where Jennifer Esposito is 99% in right. the car like and he pushes her out. her ankles are literally <laughs> right. the only thing that's still <laughs> hanging out she's like he's like no you got to go back out Yes, yeah. and of course the supermodels were like, "Oh, oh yeah, come back in." They help her back into yeah. the, their car. Was that supposed to be funny? <laughs> I'm asking because it happened like three times, yeah. and it was it was a moment of suspense and action. Yeah. It wasn't. It, it was, wasn't funny. I don't know. Was yeah. it supposed to be funny? I, I don't know. All of the high speed car stuff for me was difficult because i mean i'm not a new yorker i have been to new york a couple times but yeah. I'm like i cannot see anyone driving that fast in new york in really new york anytime yeah. which, just, there's a reason that nobody drives in new york and mm-hmm. I, I wish that you know jimmy fallon is a new yorker i wish that that they could have said something about like you know you grew up in new york not a lot of people here drive right You're not a good driver like they could have thrown yeah. that line in and yeah. it would have it would have made like okay he's a bad driver which kind of makes sense because yeah. he's he lives in a city that you don't have to drive in. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good point. And yeah, yeah so I, I, I mean, and 
I struggle with this in all movies where there's high-speed chases and they're going along and they're, they're dodging traffic, but they still have time to like turn and have this like <laughs> moment with each other. So, yeah. <laughs> but that that's in like all movies. But right. it kept happening where it's like, oh, they're just gonna focus in and Giselle's gonna make some like cute face. Some yeah, while they're driving well, at a hundred miles an hour next to each other and they in Manhattan. And, yeah, turn and face each other and talk to each other. It was it was confusing for me what they were what they're trying to get out of that yeah it went on too long too it was just i kept it uh, well this is a, a different subject but i kept expecting uh queen latifah understood their uh portuguese she could speak portuguese i right. kept expecting her to speak portuguese to them or something but she does say something in portuguese what one time when he's like you speak portuguese and she literally says in portuguese i speak portuguese oh okay or i understand portuguese <laughs> i can't remember what the line is but all oh, right like yeah. that's the only time yeah yeah that she speaks portuguese no she does another time when he comes out and he's and you think he's rambling he's like i remember they kept saying oh right. and he's like yeah. blah, blah, blah. oh that's right and she translates and, she, and then she's like do you mean this and yeah. she says whatever they said and he's like yeah that's <sighs> it and i thought that she was gonna say something when they caught that little dude in the bill cosby sweater like Oh, uh, right. Yeah, at the end. Yeah. yeah. Who knows whatever his connection was, but he was with the, them. The but... Cuban guy? He was no. actually also actually a Victoria's Secret model. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> He's one of the lesser his makeup known. was. Yeah. Yeah. The reality is, is that Queen Latifah kept solving and helping uh, solve the, the case. The whole time. The whole time. She was the one that could translate. Uh, you she know, found all of the evidence. She, she figured out in the right direction. She knew where the co- where the the villains were going to come around, and she was the, the only one who and, knew they were women. Yeah, she. I mean, she put it all together. Yeah. And uh, so, at the very beginning of the movie, when they very first meet, she steals his badge and his gun. Right. She should have just shot him dead <laughs> and then solved this crime immediately. Or, like, shot him in the leg or and left she, him in a ditch or and something. And she doesn't cooperate with the police. Nope. Like no, she, she doesn't. Because she, they, they, she gets hauled in and they impound, they take her, they impound her car. They're like, it's evidence. evidence. And it's from a crime scene or whatever. She's like, what are you talking about? We know who shot my window. It was the stupid cop. <laughs> the cop shot my window, not the bad guys. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, so she like, refuses to help him. She knows at that time they're all women. Right. And Yep. And it, it, that's what it's then, and then like how incompetent the cops are in driving stuff. I kept thinking, like, is this more anti-cop than my science project? Yeah, because <laughs> like, the cops for the most part come across looking like morons. Mm-hmm. It's like a force of Jimmy Fallon's. <laughs> it's known as the Fallon Force. <laughs> known the Fallon Falcons. <laughs> oh man. Well, the tagline for this movie was "He's armed, but she's dangerous." Love that. Yeah. So. I mean, we should probably should. <laughs> I don't know that there's that much more to say. We, yeah. So I mean, I mean, although uh, I will point out because we mentioned it briefly, the soundtrack was weird because you would get these kind of like saxophony, almost romantic songs over like completely inappropriate scenes. For yeah, that. right. And you're, you're like, what was some? Is something going to happen? Like, I expect that to show up when the music was when given Giselle the is like keys, is uh, totally. patting down the uh, Jennifer Esposito, but right. like. That's the only scene that would feel mildly appropriate, even though it wouldn't have been appropriate. Mm-hmm. The only reason I'm going to say this is because you pointed this out. So it's Christopher Beck was in charge of music, right? He did The Hangover, Percy Jackson, Pitch Perfect. Wait, was this the music? Guy? Ant-Man 1 and 2, and then Frozen 2, and Frozen WandaVision, 2. who 
I think everybody gave great feedback for yeah. WandaVision. So clearly he glowed up over his career because yeah, this oh, was not a hit. Music for Buffy and Angel? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Elektra, another awesome yeah. movie I've heard. Well, so, I mean... Um, <laughs> I own that one. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So it's not... Uh, it's, it's not better than Daredevil. It's not all bad. Like, the music's not all bad. Like, it starts out with a Beyonce song. Right. A Crazy in Love, right? Mm-hmm. And, that, and it's it's loud, and it, with the bike and stuff, it works. A lot of times the music works, but, like, there was a lot of times you were like, what? Yeah. Like, did... It's like just a, the wrong music for the wrong time. There were a lot mm-hmm. of popular songs yeah. and classic songs in this in this movie, but... You're, you're, I, I did. I did think it. it was funny the very first time that he tur- that she turns on the radio, like when he learns to oh, sing right. to learn how to drive. Yeah. And it's, it's a like, hip hop song. He's a rap. He's just like, and he like he looks like he's having a grand mal seizure in the front seat. Like, <laughs> he's like he's raging to it. And, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, um, so uh, does anyone want to read Roger Ebert's quote from from his review of this film? I think it's a really good recap. I, I can read it. Okay, so this is so this is the end of his whole review. You can go online and find it. But I thought this was um, apt, considering that he's talking about um, uh, Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. So <laughs> here we go. Why was it thought that Latifah needed to make a movie so obviously without ambition, imagination, and purpose as Taxi? Doesn't she know that in this point in her career? She should be looking for some lean and hungry Sundance type to put her in a zero-budget masterpiece that could win her the Oscar. True, it could turn out to be a flop. But better to flop while trying to do something good than flop in something that could not be good. Was never going to be good, and only gets worse as it plows along. (laughs) And I couldn't agree more. I I agree, too. It's like, it's so obvious that she has talent and could do something so much better. Why does she choose this movie? Yeah. Maybe she's a Fallon fan. Hmm. You know, Fal- uh, Jimmy Fallon, I don't know at that point in his career, but he has a lot of friends all over. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I don't know. I, he Again, he was genuinely hilarious on SNL. Right. I think it's clear that does not translate to the big screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which Always. is why, I mean, this is his only leading role. Yeah. Right. Well, he was in Pitch Perfect. Not Pitch Perfect. Uh, Fever Pitch. Oh, was he? Yeah. With... Uh, Drew Barrymore. Yes. And it was like a remake. They were Boston Red Sox fans, uh, like super fans. I think it was a remake of a British film that they were like soccer hooligans. I don't Uh, remember that movie. Was it like a Jimmy Fallon comedy? I don't know. Was he he playing more of a straight man? character. Oh, is he? Yeah. It featured Uh, the Red Sox, so I couldn't watch it. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) and so, no, I just haven't seen it. And, uh, I mean, but so I mean, we, we should wrap up. But like, the money made a lot. Of the the money, the movie the made a lot of money. The money made a lot of movie. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, it it had a budget of twenty five million, and it grossed thirty six million domestic, and seventy up, million total. Yeah, seventy million total. I mean, so it it made money. Yeah. I mean, this is two years after Queen Latifah was in Chicago. So Chicago was two thousand two. Okay. Um, so she has done good stuff. She did bringing down the house yep. with uh, Steve Martin the year before this, and then in two thousand four, you know, she's also in Barbershop too. Yep. And uh, you know, she's she's in some good, well known movies, but she could, I don't know. It was just interesting. Stranger Than Fiction isn't another two right. years after this. Yeah. 
but you know that 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 was obviously a good that was a great one yeah good good supporting character and then hairspray in 2007 yeah so she's in some good ones here and there but she's in also in some clinkers mm-hmm. like this one as well it's interesting maybe she wanted to build a second house <laughs> uh, there's always that right i mean right. sometimes you want to just uh take some money to get get uh get some money well, so i feel yep. like a lot of actors will do a subpar movie because they're like you know i just need a little more money that's right so or, or sometimes they just want to go on vacation somewhere right. <laughs> so they, they wanna, like yeah. italy yeah you know <laughs> when in rome that's right so uh all right so what do you guys think is it exceptionally bad who wants to take a stab is this bad exceptionally bad who wants to start us off so I, i'll start i will say that this actually i think borders on exceptionally bad like it, it's that bad but uh I wonder if there is a world where it's more funny when you watch it with friends kind of in the drinking game style of thing where it's like, let's see how unfunny all of the funny stuff is. I don't know. Way to circle it back to root beer. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) But I would have to say that it is not exceptionally bad. It is just bad. That's my thought. So my take is... uh... With me, never lasting. Terrible uh, movie. Uh, uh, Don't watch this. I will spat up my water. <laughs> Honestly, like without joking. Yeah. At the end of the movie, there's like three minutes of bloopers. Oh yeah. That was funnier so than funny. any part of the actual movie. Yeah. So skip to the end. You've heard the plot. Mm-hmm. Go watch the bloopers. They're very funny. Mm-hmm. Very genuine. And if that's what what got everybody to make this movie, I can understand why they're like, this is going to be hilarious. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's the director's fault. I don't know if it's the writer's fault. I don't know if it's the editor's fault. Yeah. Somebody's at fault here, and they need to be dragged into jail. <laughs> By a real cop. By a real cop. Not <laughs> a good cop. knows how to drive. <laughs> I had seen Taxi before. And I'm not talking about the sitcom. I'm talking about this this movie. Uh, and I remember the first time watching it and thinking how painful it was. And when we, when I heard that we were going to watch it again, I was like, oh man. <laughs> All right, I'm a, I'm a good sport. Um, and I actually enjoyed it more the oh, second time. It was actually. Uh, it's because of your good company. Maybe yeah. that's what it was. I don't know. It wasn't as. Bad as I remember it, it was. There was some actual stuff I laughed at uh, here and there, but uh, <laughs> between this, the anger, <laughs> between the oh, as soon as you said that, I thought I sh- that shot of him in in the car again, trying to back out, <laughs> came into my mind. Uh, so I'm gonna think about that you for weeks now. Uh, this was not an exceptionally bad movie. No. This this is just a bad movie, and. I I love Jimmy Fallon. I love Queen Latifah. I think everybody on the cast did a great job, except for Mr. Fallon, unfortunately. And you know what? I'm happy for you, Jimmy. You're doing great. You you got a good career. Hopefully, you know he's you're, doing the right thing right now. Yeah, I mean you're doing you're playing now. towards your talents, and just we know that movie acting is not one of your talents. So it's all good, you know. And it looks like you had a good time making the movie and. No hard feelings. Don't be mad. But uh, yeah, uh, it's kind it's of your fault. I, I feel like it, it's 
if Jimmy was a little bit better, it could have been maybe a mediocre movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. So. This movie is an hour and 38 minutes long. I don't know at what point. It might have been like the 10 minute mark. Might have been the halfway minute mark. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, there's a film I love called About a Boy. Have you guys seen that movie? Oh, yeah. Yes, Hugh, I have. Hugh Grant. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, Tony Collette and uh, uh, Marcus is Nick, Holt. Nicholas Holt. Nick Holt. So you remember the scene where they're at uh, Marcus is in his house and they're playing the piano and they're singing Kill Me Softly mm-hmm. with their eyes closed and in his narration you know Hugh Grant says you know they were killing me softly with their eyes closed Like he's like I knew soon that I'd be home and tucked up in bed he's like I knew it but I couldn't feel it <laughs> and that's how I felt through so much of this film it's like I know this I know this film will end but I can't feel it <laughs> and, and for me, it did work on so many levels. And we we talked about, like, during the film and, and right after as we were setting up, that, like, it really was Jimmy Fallon that just, he couldn't rise to the occasion. I, I mean, I don't know that it would have been a great movie, like Bracken just said. It, could, it may have risen to mediocre. Um, and so it was just, it was hard. It was... It was almost Halloween 3 level of, like, can we just, can this be over? Mm-hmm. You know? You know, you're praying, <laughs> and so for me, it's 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 a no. It's definitely not acceptably bad. It's just bad. Uh, and and uh, Danny's raising his hand. Yeah, I'd like to weigh in on this one. So I actually, I like Jimmy Fallon enough that I thought it was exceptionally bad. Like I laugh at the stupidest stuff. And Look, the one kicking the door open into your own face that can't save the movie, Danny. The kicking the door, no, but even the back and forth where he keeps on hitting, like he's trying to back out of the Bracken back out is of the staring spot, daggers like, at you right now. Like Bracken's part. I just thought it was so funny. Like it could just keep going. I was laughing more and more after each one. So I'm a sucker for that. And because Jimmy Fallon, like horrible movie actor, but because of just who he is and that like he is just you having a pass. fun yeah. the whole time. Yeah. I'm having fun with him. Yeah. Um and so I it's exceptionally bad for me because he, for me he's so bad it was funny. Yeah. So I I would it, look at it this way. Mine. If you took any part of this movie and just broke it out into a 5-minute SNL skit, yeah. Yeah. I think it would be legitimately hilarious. Yeah. Right. Cuz we're like we get it. It plays to his strength. He's like I can play a stupid bit for 5 minutes. Mm-hmm. I can crack twice. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knows that I'm out of character and right. it's hilarious it's and so we'd be funny. rolling with him. Yep. But when you do that for 98 minutes, yeah. like the joke is well worn by the yeah. time yeah. you get to totally. the end of it. To be but, fair, Danny, um so this has a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes critic reviews, yeah. but almost half of the people who watch it, the audience revi- uh, score is like 43 yeah. or something like that. So a lot nice. of people are with you. Nice. They're Just the people not that most go and of watch us. Dumb and Dumber with me. <laughs> not the majority. Like, no, because Dumb and Dumber is an awesome movie. I, I was going <laughs> to say, I, as you were saying that, I was thinking of Dumb and Dumber mm-hmm. and how I love Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Right. It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of uncomfortable humor you know mm-hmm. he he's super annoying they're super stupid but they but know when to stop it's yeah. funny yeah. but for whatever reason 
uh, it didn't work for me. Like it, I kept thinking, well, maybe if Jim Carrey was the cop, right? Would he be able to make that scene work in the car? I think he might, and I think maybe they would have cut it sh- shorter mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I also, hated it. I also yeah. think that it's a little bit like in the uncanny valley of humor. Yeah. Right. Like if they'd pushed it one way or the other, like made him a little more straight laced uh-huh. or just really lean way into over, just like, that, that yeah, he thinks he's a good top, but he's yeah. an idiot. Mm-hmm. I think it would have right. been funnier, but yeah. it was just, it was trying to sit on both sides of that. And I right. think that's where it just didn't work. That's yeah. true. It was the same way that Jimmy Fallon didn't know if his character and <laughs> Jennifer Esposito's character had a thing or not. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nobody knew if he was a good cop or not, right. even him. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. The thing is, is Jimmy Fallon's such a likable guy totally. that I don't think it works in this role, right? Because right. his character's not likable. Yeah. But Jim Carrey can do, like, Dumb and Dumber, and he can be super annoying. Or Ace Ventura. Or Ace yeah. Ventura, where you yeah. like, okay, wow, he's over the top, and he's just kind of annoying a little bit and yet it's funny because it i don't know because it's definitely over the top it's leaned the other side right yeah yeah Yeah. so yeah well but it's it's all good we appreciate your your opinion i love that you have a different opinion and i love that we could hear you laugh during the the, while we watched the the movie yeah in places where we weren't it it was funny too. you don't have to apologize i think that's why i enjoyed it more at this time than other times i knew someone wasn't liking it he would he would start laughing like an idiot and all four of us would look over in the corner and we're like what is wrong with you he's like i'm so sorry it's funny did have a couple genuine ones. There like, were. Yeah. Like when he kicks the door open and it slams back in his face. It was <laughs> funny. Yeah. But it was Precisely. not as funny as I don't think we found it as funny as Danny did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were gonna have to call like pause the movie, call call an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Well that's that's our show for this week. Yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can email us at the guys at exceptionallybad.com. Uh, how how else can they get in touch with us? Uh, on Instagram, you can follow us and all our hilarious posts <laughs> at exceptionally bad. Um, and, or see, or the guys at <laughs> or uh, uh, on Twitter exceptionally bad with no e. Yeah, starting with an X. Also, we've pulled together some algorithms and variables and built a website at exceptionallybad.com. <laughs> Scan those clothes. <laughs> Till next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Right. Keep those hands at 10 and 2. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Ugh, that was terrible. Can we fix that in post?